You're listening to The Journey Podcast. What does it mean to become flawsome and how do we find inspiration in our daily lives? Find out more in this episode. Hi, I'm Petra Brunbauer, and with decades of experience with sadness, pain, anxiety, and stress, I finally figured out how to leave all that behind. And this podcast shows you how to break free permanently so you can reclaim your sanity and find the self-esteem and energy to go after the life you desire. With real talk about mental health, holistic healing, and the tough journey of coming out the other end. This is The Journey Podcast. Welcome to today's episode. Becoming flossom is a concept that encourages individuals to embrace their flaws and imperfections as a source of strength and resilience. It recognizes that perfectionism can be a source of stress and anxiety and instead promotes a mindset of self-acceptance and self-compassion. Our guest's newly released book, Becoming Flossom, delves deeper into this concept and provides practical tips and strategies for living a flossom life. In this episode, we explore the topic of becoming flossom and its potential for personal growth and transformation. Our guest shares her expertise with this concept, providing tips and strategies for embracing imperfection and letting go of perfectionism. We discuss the benefits of self-acceptance and self-compassion, as well as the challenges and opportunities of this mindset shift. Christina Mendlachiani is an international speaker, entrepreneur, artist, philanthropist, and mother of two kids. As a co-founder of Mind Valley, a leading publisher in the personal growth industry, Christina dedicated the last 19 years of her career to learning from teachers like Michael Beckwith, Bob Proctor, Lisa Nichols, and many more. She started her career in a government office in her native Estonia and by her mid-twenties achieved a level of success mostly known to male politicians at the end of their careers. It was shortly after that Christina and her husband Vision founded Mind Valley. From a small meditation business operating out of the couple's apartment in New York, the company quickly grew into a global educational organization offering top training for peak human performance to hundreds of thousands of students all around the world. Christina believes life is too important to be taken seriously and makes sure to bring fun into every one of her roles as a teacher, mother, entrepreneur, philanthropist, and world traveler. Christina helps her students to virtually hack happiness by taking them through her unique framework, Hacking Happiness, for balancing your life, taking in every moment, and paying close attention to the small daily choices. Christina is also the author of three transformational quests, Seven Days to Happiness, Live by Your Own Rules, and The Art of Being Flossom. Christina talks about personal transformation, authenticity, understanding and accepting oneself, and a path to happiness. With the help of Hay House Publishing, Christina released her very first book, Becoming Flossom. In her book, Christina shares her own journey from being on top of a personal growth empire like Mind Valley to stepping aside, consciously uncoupling from her husband, and walking her path towards being more honest with herself. Let's meet Christina Mendlachiani. Hi, 
Hi, Christina. It's so great to have you on the podcast. I've been looking forward to connecting with you because Becoming Flossom, which is the title of your upcoming book, is such an interesting topic for mental well-being. So welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, Petra, for having me. It's a pleasure. And thank you for giving me this platform to share my message. Yes, absolutely. To start, do you want to share a little bit about yourself and your story so that we can get to know you a bit? So would you like me to share my story just to give a background of who I am or the story connected to the book, which are a little different <laughs> aspects? Yeah, to it. Let's start with who you are and then we'll talk about the book after that. So a very short introduction to me would be I'm an entrepreneur and I'm a co-founder of Mindvalley, which is one of the world's biggest platforms for personal growth and transformation education. So like in two words, I am an entrepreneur and I'm in business personal growth and transformation for the past 20 years. But of course, nobody is just one thing. So I have a lot of other things I do in my life. I'm a hobby farmer. I have children. I'm an artist. And as of recently, I'm also, well, I'm an author of a book as of recently, but I'm probably all my life been a writer. Now, when it comes to the book, then, yeah, it is inspired by my own story. And you mentioned that the title is very curious. I think it's a combination of both the word being a little bit unusual, although it is not the kind of word which is... It's not a buzzword yet. I think it might become, but it's also not a very clearly defined word because this morning I was a little bit curious and I was Googling it and I discovered that there are so many ways of explaining the word flossum that it might be actually not very clear, but it is very self-explanatory. It's about being awesome, being flawed, being imperfect and being awesome at the same time. So, and that's a very like short description to that. So I know that the word is usually inspiring curiosity. But in addition to that, I think we somewhere subconsciously, if not consciously, we realize that it is such a empowering and relieving permission to just be, to just stop trying so hard to be something which you maybe are not, something that maybe you think that the world wants you to be. But that yearning to, can I just be a human being? Can you just love and value me for what I am? And can I please not have to try to please you? That, I think, is what attracts people to the idea of becoming flossom, because we all yearn a permission to be human as we are. Yeah, yeah, that's very well said. And thank you so much for that explanation. I did find the title curious as well, and I was thinking about that for the past few days as well. And I completely agree with you that just being loved for who we are can also make such a huge difference in our well-being, our mental, physical well-being. It's a really important part of being able to live as we are. So I really appreciate that you've written a whole book about that. <laughs> so, yeah. And you are the author of three transformational quests now, The Seven Days to Happiness, The Live by Your Own Rules, and of course, your newest book, The Art of Being Flossom, which is coming out in June. And what inspired you to write these books, especially the last one that's coming out now? So yeah, the first two are quests and the last one is the book. So the book is a little bit different story. I actually have two more quests, which didn't end up in my bio just yet because they're so new. <laughs> but being in, well, I'm co-founder of Mindvalley. So those people who know Mindvalley, you know that this is what we do. We create quests. We help authors and speakers to spread the message through 
online trainings. We have live events as well, but our main business is to create those online trainings and courses for personal growth and transformation. So of course, as a co-founder and having worked in that industry with all those wonderful people for such a long time, it's only natural that I have some of my own teachings in that shape and form. Now, when it comes to a book, that's a love child. <laughs> Not that I don't like my programs, but it's a different story because, you know, a book is a completely different format. It's in a way frozen in time. You write it and then it stays this way for generations to, <laughs> to remember you by that moment. So it's a, such a different kind of way of self-expression. And I'm a writer, so I enjoy writing. So that's the honest answer to that. Now, if what you meant was the, my teachings behind all of that, then of course I was inspired by my own life story and by all the people that I meet through my work. And I think that we humans, we have a lot of problems in everyday life, which we don't know how to solve. Sometimes we are just too busy. Sometimes we are just too ashamed to ask for help. And sometimes we don't even realize that the problems that we have are solvable. And that's the inspiration to, for going into teaching. Wow. Thank you so much for sharing that. And in your new book, you share your own journey from being on top of a personal growth empire, the mind value that you were talking about, and then consciously uncoupling from your husband and walking a path towards being more honest with yourself. So how did all this impact your mental well-being and how are you managing this journey? I think what you just described is the result of my mental well-being. <laughs> That's a curious thing. We sometimes imagine that, well, maybe it's just not the typical path because the way we imagine transformation is that something, something happens to you, something profound, and that makes you reevaluate your life. In my case, it was a different story. And I think it's also a valid scenario, which is just not very familiar. Well, like so many people, I'm a perfectionist <laughs> and an ambitious person. So if I had whatever is called there as on top of self-transformational empire, self-growth and transformational empire, it was the result of me wanting to do all the right things and checking all the boxes to success, something that a lot of us do in the contemporary world. And then when I had made it, I suddenly felt that I wasn't happy. And not just I wasn't happy, I was actually feeling really guilty for not feeling happy. So my emotional well-being came first and the changes came next. Mm -hmm. So that is the curious part. Usually we imagine that something horrible happens to you or something like whatever profound happens to you and then you start transforming. In my case, I just felt that it can't go on like this in the sense that I have done everything right. Why am I not as blissful as I should be and what is wrong with me? At some point, I just didn't want to feel guilty anymore for being myself, for feeling what I feel. And I wanted that permission that we were talking about in the very beginning of this interview, permission to just be human and to just be accepted the way I am, and then try to figure it out. And then the transformation happened. Then, yes, we separated with my then husband, but I've also re, I've done a lot of things anew and a lot of things have changed. My role in the business changed. I moved back to Europe. I lived in Asia for 16 years and things changed and I changed. And that was the result of healing. So I think that in our contemporary world, we believe that pain leads to transformation. There's even the saying that whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. But my experience of 20 years tells me that that's not a guarantee. Pain is the result of something breaking, of something not working. Transformation 
is not a natural consequence of pain. Transformation is a sign of healing. So for transformation to happen, you have to start healing from your pain. Mm -hmm. Then the transformation happens. If you expect transformation from pain and bypass the healing part, then it doesn't work this way. Yeah, absolutely. And very oftentimes we find ourselves experiencing pain and then we get better and we think, hey, I've made it just to have it come back in a different kind of way because we just did not do the healing part, as you mentioned. So I, I absolutely understand that. Thank you so much for talking about that. And without giving too much away about your new book that's upcoming, do you want to talk a little bit about what it is about and what people can expect when they delve into that? I'm not afraid to give too much away. <laughs> it's a big book. We don't have enough time to give too much away, unfortunately. I call my book a journey because it has been my journey. I mean, the writing of the book was a journey for me. <laughs> the book isn't about my life. It's a journey for the reader back to their real self. That's what I believe the book is about. But then I invite my reader on that journey. I suggest that I can be their companion on that journey, but I cannot guarantee that the reader is going to stick to the path and do the journey and experience the transformation because that is not in my hands. So it is a journey and it is up to everyone who picks it up to decide, are they actually so fed up of, <laughs> of playing it cool for the world <laughs> that they want to rediscover what it means to be really you? I think it's such a liberating and empowering experience if you have the courage to go on that journey. For one, the easiest way to live this life is to just be you. It's so much easier than trying so hard to do something for someone, not as in a service or a favor, but to be something for someone. And then in addition to that, I think we are wasting our resources on putting up those pretenses. I love to loosely quote or reference this episode from X-Men, there's the character called Mystique. She is, except that <laughs> your clothes and your hair actually <laughs> somewhat <laughs> remind me of that character. She's bright blue with red hair, but she's outlandish looking. But most of the movie, first class, that movie, she appears as a blonde woman. And there is this one episode where her friend Magneto says, because you're trying so hard to look normal, you're wasting half of your focus on that, that you only have half the attention for the things that really matter. And I know this is an allegorical example, but that is so true. Sometimes by denying ourselves the right to just be ourselves, we give away our power. We don't put enough attention to things that really matter. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And it does go to your personal autonomy a little bit and your personal responsibility to actually take control of your life and decide what you'd like to be spending your time on and wherever true. you focus your energy is going to follow. So that will make a big difference. Mm -hmm. Now, do you have just maybe one little recommendation to listeners about a tool that you work with in the book or something that you can leave them with before we wrap up? The book has a lot of stuff in it. <laughs> As I said, it's a journey. So it goes through the forest, over the mountain, into the cave, <laughs> all those things. And ultimately you face your dragons and then you come out on the other side of the cave. But in addition to that, I, of course, I work about emotional, I call it literacy. I think in book it's called Emotional ABC. I think that contemporary humanity is a little bit numb and thick with emotions. We don't really know what to do with them. <laughs> we, we are not taught. We actually taught 
thought emotional analgesia. So my book has quite a big focus on that. I talk about, in fact, I start with very simple topics like success and happiness and hustling and perfectionism, awareness, all of that. And then I talk about honesty, kindness and courage. These are incredibly important ingredients for finding your path back to you. If I were to give a tool, probably I would give a different tool, but I would just share one of my now favorite quotes. It comes from Cinderella movie from 2005. And it was Cinderella's mother, her parting words to her daughter were, have courage and be kind. And I know that to have courage and be kind, you might need to go a little deeper to understand the phenomena and how to practice that. But even without any training, if you just remind yourself to be brave and to be kind, I think that's going to make a huge difference for you, first of all, but then for the world around you as well. Mm. Powerful words. Thank you for that. And Christina also has a podcast called Honest Conversations, and you can listen in from your favorite podcast provider. And we will be linking to all the ways that you can connect with Christina and where you can purchase her book when it comes out in the show notes. So be sure to check those out. And this has been another incredible episode, and I hope our listeners have enjoyed the journey into becoming Flossom as much as I have. It has been fantastic chatting with you on the podcast, Christina. Thank you so much for your time today. Thank you so much for giving me this opportunity. Absolutely. Take care. Take care. Bye. Thank you so much for taking time out of your day to listen in. If you enjoy the Journey podcast, please subscribe, share on social media, and leave us a five-star review. You can find more of the Journey on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, and the Journey blog. Sending you love and courage and see you next week.